right here, right between the whole, what are these two lines here called? On your nose, like lip area? I feel like I knew I was going to call it the frenulum, but that's actually the under the, that part. Ooh. So maybe it's like that, a top frenulum. <laughs> the frenulum is disgusting. Anyways, I had a little white head that popped up literally just from going to get groceries. That's how stressful I find interacting with people in the sunshine. I get those all the time. And it's from like a, getting a sweaty upper lip and wearing a mask. I was having that today. I was in so many places where people tried to talk to me casually. People were very chatty today when I was out and about in the stores. It's the sunshine. It makes people weird. That's true. Ugh, I tell you. And I felt like we just had like a very long sunny stretch. But I know. Whatever. And someone was like, as long as it's not raining. And I was like. You're in the wrong city, but I crave the rain so that you won't talk to me about it. <laughs> so that you stay indoors, you hermit. You hermit crab woman. Anyways, that's not what I want to talk to you about to begin today's episode with. You've bamboozled me with Sorry. this beginning. I just wanted to tell you that today is an incredibly special day. Ooh. It's a celebration of sorts. <gasps> Potentially a future national holiday. Are you ready? Yep. Rihanna finally announced her pregnancy. Oh, I did see this today. Oh my god. I just I have there's I have so much and so little to say. <laughs> Mainly just I'm overjoyed. I'm just overjoyed that someone sharing her genes is going to enter the world like a new person, you know? It's very exciting. I feel like it's also like the right time for her. I agree. I think that she's finally ready to be a mother. I'm not sure about ASAP Rocky though. Okay, well, I text Perry being like, did you see that... Rih- Shout out to Perry, our number one fan, by the way. Um, did you see that Rihanna is pregnant? And she's like, well, how do we feel about ASAP Rocky? ASAP? I don't know how to say it. <laughs> I prefer ASAP. <laughs> how are you supposed to say it? ASAP? Is that really it? Yes. Yes. It's ASAP, though. That's how we say it. But that's... Come on. Think about that. ASAP. ASAP Rocky. <laughs> I don't know. Every day I just reveal how I'm not a youth anymore. That's well, fine. we both are old ladies now. Cheers totally. to 28. Um, anyways, I'm like, I feel like, or she's like, how do we feel about him? And I'm just like, I don't know. But I feel like we can trust Rihanna's judgment on everybody. And she's like, we famously cannot trust Rihanna's judgment on men. <laughs> so I was right like, now. oh, throwback to how we all just decided to forget about Chris Brown being the worst. I've never forgotten I will not listen to a single song he's in or written or been a part of in any way, shape, or form. I want him to die. How dare you deface Rihanna like that? I'm She's a national my head. treasure. Literally. Actually, literally, because I think she has been deemed a national treasure in Barbados. She absolutely has. There's like a national Rihanna day. God, she's so good. It's very fun. Good her for pregnancy her. picture today, like the announcement of just like mm. her walking around with her belly full out in a pink parka. I'm like, ugh. You're killing me, kid. It's very fun because I maybe follow the blinds and there was like a while where it was like, like a lot of them were like, there's going to be like a big, like a list, like announcement, blah, blah, blah. And everyone was like, is it Rihanna? And then there was a whole bunch of things where it's like, no, no, no. Like those were just like rumors. Like, no, it's like not going to happen. And then it happened. Thank God. Finally, 2022 off to a beautiful start. I just... It's like a miracle has been bestowed upon us, and we know that good things are coming. Sounds like a whole lot of jinx. Wow. Good pod. Uh, anyways, we're not here to talk about Rihanna, though. We're I mean, here to we're t- not, not here to talk about Rihanna. Everything always comes back to Rihanna. Always. 
but today we're talking about food disasters. Because it's Pantry Staples. The podcast where we dish on your favorite foods. I'm Marika. And I'm Emily. And today's episode and today's disaster is... (laughs) It's the Lucknow ketchup disaster. (gasps) Finally ketchup is being thrown into the mix. I've been waiting this whole time. Yes. I'd like to tell you briefly that I went to elementary school with a girl (laughs) and high school who had an obsession with ketchup. And one time at her birthday party in like the third grade, she put it on her ice cream cake. You've told this story. Every time ketchup comes up. Even when ketchup hasn't come up. I'm still so riled about it. Okay, well, Ice cream cake is delicious. Ice cream cake is delicious. It shouldn't have ketchup on it. Save that thought, because I do have a ketchup-related question for oh. the end of the podcast. All right, I have but many first... answers, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, okay, so first, I would like... I'm just going to tell you about this disaster, because... <laughs> also, I would just like to briefly interject and say that love means never having to say you're sorry or apologize for telling the same story multiple times. And that's why I refuse to be apologetic about the fact that I will tell you the same thing a million times. That's fine. I absolutely accept that. Thank I. You. I love hearing the same story <laughs> from certain people. Mm, so true. So true. Anyways, continue. <laughs> so, the disaster in question. According to a blurb on IndiaMart.com. IndiaMart.com. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Which was clearly written by the company about to be in question. Hmm. The Akansha Food Products Plant in Lucknow is one of the leading manufacturers and wholesalers of the optimum quality of chili sauce, synthetic vinegar, etc. What is synthetic vinegar? Great question. I don't know. What is regular vinegar? We literally... Did we do a podcast on No. Vinegar's just been a part of it. Like, vinegar's always like... And then you add vinegar. Did we not do an entire episode on vinegar? No, we haven't. I'll go through them right now to prove this to you. <laughs> wow. Wow, Marika. Wow. Owen Wilson, wow. Wow. <laughs> no. Marika, I need you to delete that episode so that nobody can find proof that I was wrong. Sorry. Sorry that I waited. It's good to know that I really retain a lot of this information, hey? You know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm, anyway we don't know what synthetic vinegar is but it doesn't matter because that is not what we're here to talk about today okay the akansha food products people are keen to point out sorry would you mind spelling that for me akansha a-k-n-a-k-a-n-s-h-a okay thank you they are keen to point out that they are equipped with the latest machinery and technology and that their products are known for their, quote, purity, compositional accuracy, unique flavor, and longer shelf life. Anytime a food says purity in it, it's just like, mm, this is equally as stressful as when any racist says purity. I might chalk some of this up to... Translationers? Mm, yes, or just like a... Like ELL... Mm. kind of use but um yes purity and food is uh mood Mm. specifically though their products are part of the tangy brand (gasps) tangy is a brand tangy is the brand name of all of the products of food that they make 
The synthetic vinegars are very intriguing, as we discussed, but we are here to talk about the tomato snack sauce or continental sauce, which are described as free from harmful adulterants and featuring an exotic aroma. Oh boy. <laughs> really hitting all the buzzwords today. They are. And basically those, keep in mind, tomato snack sauce ketchup. is ketchup. I think. If it wasn't, that would be very concerning. I just, like, petition to call ketchup tomato snack sauce. <laughs> I seconded tomato snack sauce. Or just snack sauce. Snack sauce. Yeah, I think that's genius. Also sounds like a fun rap name. Oh, is that my rap name? It might be. Snack sauce. I should also mention that the, the blurb on indiamart.com is careful to note that the owner, Ritesh Arora, is, quote, known for his excellent management skills and helped us in attaining the trust of our customers. Ew. <laughs> so let's That's get into... so weird. <laughs> let's get into this disaster, shall we? Mm. It is July of 2010. Very recently. Very recently. Some might say 12 years ago. Exactly. Mm, 11 and a half years ago. <laughs> Nailed it. A female employee at the Akansha Food Products plant is tending to a 20-foot deep tank of what I assume is the aforementioned continental or... Snack sauce. Snack sauce. But what all the articles that I read for this refer to as ketchup. Okay. All of a sudden... Oh, no. Her ladder slips, and she is plunged deep into the vat of tangy... Snack sauce! Vegetable liquid. It's not snack sauce yet. Okay. Five fellow co-workers immediately rush to her rescue and dive in after her, but the few... Oh, no! Why is more people in this vat a good idea? It's not. No. The fumes from the fermenting juice, along with the high temperatures in the tank, quickly render all of them involved unconscious. Oh my god. The victims are taken to a nearby trauma center. But it was too late. Oh no. In the end, six workers were pronounced dead and another two were seriously injured. Because of the snack sauce. Because of snack sauce. Oh my god. Ritesh, the excellent manager and man who attained the trust of his company of his customers was taken into custody and police began an inspection custody. into the safety regulations at the plant. This is a weird turn for this episode to take here because we've been dealing with so many disasters that are like predating police getting involved mm. in companies of like questionable safety standards. Ever also just like, I don't know. It's weird that something blew up, but like maybe we'll look at our standards. Yeah. That's, I mean, encouraging, I guess. I mean, it was very recent. I, I don't know that any further action was taken because I think, like, they were paid off. Well, or it was just that, like, this was an accident. I think that the things that are in question in terms of this incident are, like, the fact that it's a 20-foot deep tank. Like, that is ridiculous dangerous that's a dangerously large amount of liquid and i think and the woman like when she fell it was because she was like scooping out like the vegetable bits 
They yeah. didn't have a better way to do that? I don't know. There was, I, they didn't have one of like those uh, pool skimmers? They might have, but I guess. And a safety harness? They had none of the above. Oh no. But the other thing is it's like the workers had no idea how toxic the, these ketchup fumes would be. Yeah, would not have suspected. Although, if we throw back to our tomato episode, mm. now I'm just showing off because I remember an episode that we did. <laughs> and how, like, everyone was suspecting that the acidity from the tomatoes was going to, like, break down the lead on the plates and, like, oh. release it into the stomachs. Yes. Like, we always forget that tomatoes are pretty intense things. So a tomato snack sauce, it's Danger Bay. Clearly. Oh, my God. Six dead. That's awful. It's very dark. I've started with this dark turn. You really went in like fully guns a blazing. I did. Because the thing is, there's no other information. Like I read so many articles and it was like they were all referencing themselves. Like maybe if I could read Hindi, it would be different. But I don't think so. Hmm. Like a lot of it was just like listicles and like Atlas Obscura just being like, people died from ketchup. Atlas Obscura. Thanks for that, guys. But also terrifying. Very terrifying. So instead, I'm just going to tell you like a very weird brief history of ketchup. I would love to hear this. Because... Are you going to talk about Heinz? I'm literally not. Really? Well, okay, because... I'm obsessed with Heinz. We can talk about Heinz after. I have a weird historical crush, I think, on that man. I think that that's perfectly warranted, actually. He seemed fun. He seemed very fun. So the reason that this all got me thinking was because... The fact that this takes place in India mm-hmm. and that everyone was calling it ketchup and then I looked into it and like they don't even call it ketchup should have been a trigger because I always assumed that ketchup followed a lineage similar to chutney and that it's like a sweet fruit based sauce that British people like bastardized it was like anglicized like post-colonialism. I don't think so. I think it was like an American invention, wasn't it? Absolutely not. Really? It is a descendant of garum and fish sauce. Really? Yes. Huh. First imported to England around 1680 with mixed reviews. <laughs> Salty, I like it. Thank you. One guy considered ketchup and ketchup-like sauces to be, quote, trifles and goo-gahs. goo For our silly people. Fuck <laughs> off for our silly people. That's hilarious. Incredible. Oh my God. Later, it was reported to possess aphrodisiac properties. Isn't everything though? Ugh, I know. Those stupid Victorians. Every man's like, here, eat this. I swear it'll work. (laughs) The Oxford English Dictionary (laughs) traces ketchup's etymology to the Amoy Chinese word ketchup, which is pronounced k like E with like a little circumflex mm. accent, uh, hyphen T-S-I-A-P. Okay. Like pretty much ketchup. Yeah, ketchup. Which means the brine of pickled fish. Interesting. So this word and the sauce that it encompasses likely originated from the Chinese community in the former region of Tonkin in mm-hmm. northern Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So like that totally like the fish sauce... Interesting. And then if we, again, think back to tomatoes, where they come Mm. from, like, that's a South American thing. Like, 
the introduction of that into that sauce would have been quite later. Oh, tomatoes are not even nearly yeah, in play. Yeah, not in this. Like, and at this point too, like we're even past like garum and like fish sauce, like in general, like this is like a very different kind of like, we're like the lineage beyond lineage. Mm. So the British mm-hmm. likely encountered these fishy early like ketsyaps in Indonesia because mm-hmm. they had a settlement on Sumatra that a served settlement, hey? a settlement mm. that was their hub for the spice trade. Fun. Super fun. Super fun. And today in like contemporary Indonesia, you can find kikap or ketchap, which is K-E-T-J-A-P. Ketchap, okay. Like alternate yeah. uses. Uh, and those are catch-all words for sauce. Like that's just... Like any sauce? Yeah, like that's just the word for sauce. But usually it refers to a fermented black soybean sauce with roasted cassava flour. Hmm. So it's... Quite different. Very strange. Especially with how, like, ubiquitous ketchup is. Mm-hmm. Like, you hear the word ketchup, you know exactly what you're getting. In, like, Western society, at least. Yeah. Hmm. And maybe, like, I'm pronouncing them totally wrong, and, like, it's just because, like, phonetically... I don't know. You wrote the... You read the phonetics. I think it sounds right. I don't think there... There were no phonetics when I was reading this. <laughs> it's just an article. Um, so the first published English ketchup recipe is from the 1727 edition of E. Smith's Complete Housewife. Ugh. Iconic. And I would like you to note the complete is spelt C-O-M-P-L-E-A-T. It's like a pleat on a skirt because she knew exactly what she was doing. Exactly. So this recipe for English cat chop. Cat chop. With a K, but still cat chop. Calls for... 12 to 14 anchovies, 10 to 12 shallots, white wine vinegar, two types of white wine, as well as... Two spi- types of white wine? Yes. The, the thing that I was taking this from didn't list which, but just... It's like it needs to be a Chardonnay or else. A Chardonnay and a Viognier or bust. <laughs> it also has spices such as mace, ginger, cloves, whole peppers, a whole nutmeg, mm. lemon peels, and horseradish. Okay. This recipe was so popular that it reappeared in many different cookbooks throughout the 18th and 19th centuries. Okay. So like, Seaton's good. Yeah, like this is pretty much like Seems like, like the, a good sauce, frankly. I would be... I mean, I don't know about the anchovies of it all, but... You know I love an anchovy. I mean, it basically sounds like Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, it is. I... Anytime somebody's like, I don't know about the anchovies, I'm always like, but what about the depth of flavor? <laughs> Which is an insane response. And also. Also, I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. A well-placed anchovy. Chef's kiss. Is is permissible. It's permissible. Thank you. I'll allow it. So, uh, yes. Anchovies weren't the only fish that played starring roles in 18th century ketchups, though. Many recipes called for a mix of shellfish or just, like, random seafoods. Just, does it taste sort of oceanic? Get in there. Like, kind of, yes. Tracks. They're just like, I don't know. Like, it's... cockles. Yeah, and it almost sounds like they're just making... Like, because it would just be like a flavoring agent. Mm -hmm. So it's just like a way of... Getting that umami in there. Yeah, and like consistent salt, which I'm not even opposed to. No. Like, that's... Maybe we should bring back... 
Random fish. Well, just like flavor liquids. <laughs> I feel like I've been trying this for a while. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, yes, like all fermented foods, ketchup's main selling point was its longevity. Most cookbook writers of the day raved that their ketchups taste better a few months after it's been made. I mean, tracks. But some even went so far as to boast that they would keep for between 7 and 20 years. <laughs> and this is not in the age of refrigerators. No. Like, this is barely the age of ice boxes. Is this just, like, out on the counter? Or is this, like, we've sealed this in a jar? I mean, it's probably, like, but it can't be that sealed because you're still using it for 20 years. That's so grody. I mean, like, it's probably in, like, a pantry. I love this. It's chaotic. Can you imagine 20-year-old fish? 20-year-old fish. Ugh. Ripe. The use of vinegar Mm. is actually a very important difference between ketchup and the other, like, what we'd more consider traditional Southeast Asian fish fish sauces and garum. Mm -hmm. Because that's, like, none of those. Those were just salt and fish. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for ketchup, the enzyme action that causes fermentation... Uh, in those other sauces is delayed because of the vinegar and this is also why it's not as like funky smelling that makes sense okay Mm -hmm. which also tracks with victorians they're like we can't have too much fun (laughs) yeah you guys no No funk allowed no and i also think like maybe with like the kind of foods that they'd be making i was gonna say the bland flavor profiles they're looking for (laughs) sorry this is not so like salty (laughs) on the british but I don't know. It has to mix. I get it. So, what happened to take the fish out of ketchup? The long story made very, very brief is American taste buds. (laughs) Mm, I was listening to a podcast and somebody said a Western diet and they were talking about like autoimmune responses Mm. and how like a lot of times we consider uh, like Western diet is a very specific thing because of all the like, anyways, (laughs) a Western diet. That's the code word now for code word. Yeah, for being a gross American. <laughs> and a gross Canadian, frankly. No shade on North us. American. Yeah, North American. Yeah. Tomato ketchup with anchovies. Mm. So the ketchups that we've been talking about, the fish sauce version, but including tomatoes, mm-hmm. is maybe a more accurate way to say this, could be found in the mid-19th century. Okay. So like they're still around, and like I guess after tomatoes were being imported from yeah. South America, because like they were uh, significantly before that being yeah. brought in. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But as the American consumer market grew, so did the demand for sweeter foods. <laughs> and manufacturers started by just adding more sugar to their ketchup recipes, but this uh, had the <laughs> undesirable effect of ramping up fermentation and making the ketchup super sour (laughs) oh interesting so their first solution was to add preservatives because like why not it's the 19th century like we're just like you know what's just learned about preservatives we're very interested super into it so we're gonna see things like borax Mm. salicylic and benzoic acids Mm. which were all used until the pure foods and drug act of 1906 passed legislation that outlawed specifically fermented ketchups and these types of preservatives. Interesting. Yes. 
Manufacturers instead Wait, found... was this the one that Heinz actually... Sorry, what year was this? 1906? I think this was the one that Heinz was actually very instrumental in getting going. Oh, absolutely. Which is so interesting now that we're talking about this. Mm-hmm. He's like, I gotta pedal my ketchup. Yes. And I mean, I don't... I have didn't look up the full story because I was just like, I'm just gonna look up this weird mm-hmm. trace of it being a fish sauce. Um, but yeah, he maybe wasn't wrong. Because it sounds like these other versions were grotesque. But yeah, so instead of like the the way basically around preservatives was to create a thick sweet ketchup, cough cough Heinz cough, mm-hmm. um, by using nothing more than sugar, salt, vinegar, and super ripe and pulpy tomatoes. Oh, because they have got more pectin, so they like yeah. stand up more. It's their cellular membrane. <laughs> the Yes, their cellular walls. The end of the article that I read for this, just like casually threw in, that in Britain, walnut and mushroom ketchups are very popular. And were like, at least were super popular until like the 30s. Interesting. And apparently mushroom ketchup was Jane Austen's favorite condiment. So now I have to make it. I love that. I found a couple recipes and I considered making it like, and then bringing it here and being like, should we try it? Well, I think we should make it like another day soon. I would love that. There's a couple options. Like there's one that where it's basically like kind of more like the ketchup, like tomato ketchup Mm -hmm. where it's like a Like a mushroomy. But like mushroom sauce Mm -hmm. with like nice spices and stuff. Wait, with tomatoes in it or no? No, just mushrooms. And then there's another that was like, serious like where you just like extract like the flavors and like juices from the mushrooms and then add that with vinegar which seemed like a lot more like a fish sauce so that's probably more authentic to what yeah it used what to be jane like. was into exactly oh i'm very into doing this we should and i also kind of want to make like my own like proper homemade ketchup like that yeah. sounds very fun very fun People always love that. When you go for breakfast and they're like, this is our homemade ketchup. They won't shut up about it. And it's usually pretty good. Yeah. I like Delicious. more spices. That's the thing is the rest of it is all just so sweet. You need to have some spice. Okay, I have a question. Mm. Do you put ketchup on your eggs? It depends on the situation. Elaborate. I would love to tell you all about this. Of course. <sighs> First of all, I would love to throw back to last week when we were watching Alex versus America on the Food Network or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And this woman in there, this professional chef, says, I'm making a traditional Puerto Rican sauce and then mixes ketchup, mayonnaise, and Tabasco. To which I responded, that's what Mitch makes every morning or every Monday for bacon and eggers. It's also what you can buy from Heinz. And it's called mayo chup. Mayo chup. Yeah. My parents did buy this. I am against it because I think it's, I don't trust their mixture. I don't trust the ratio, but it's it's not bad, but it's not, I would just do it myself. I also would prefer it to be called ketchanaise. Ketchanaise. I think there is one that's called ketchanaise as well, actually. It's good. I should tell my mom because that's actually what she thinks. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Let her know. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. I like a ketchanaise with Tabasco mm-hmm. on my like fried eggs. If I am like having fried eggs and toast kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If I'm having like a poached egg, I want it to be like something else. Like I want, you know, like a, like a different kind of a sauce situation. Mm-hmm. Ugh, 
poached eggs, those ones that Jamie Oliver, I talk about these all the time with the herbs and the stuff, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, nobody cares. They're delicious. He has a good recipe for those. Um, if I'm doing, my favorite kind of eggs really are hard boiled eggs into an egg salad sandwich and I would never put ketchup on that. Okay. Scramble. Mm, no, I don't really love a scrambled egg, frankly. Interesting. Like it's fine, but I'd rather if I'm going to do a, an, like a scrambled egg, I want them to be like quite cheesy and I want that to be mm. the standout flavor. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily want the ketchup to be the thing. I mean, I probably might if they're bad scrambled eggs, put some ketchup on them. What about you? You don't really fuck with eggs. I'm pretty picky about my eggs. I actually do like a good scrambled egg and I would never put ketchup on it. Mm. Partially because I'm slightly scarred from having like classmates in like elementary school. And then also this one guy on a bus to university once who was just eating like a giant thing of like egg scramble, like smothered in ketchup. I'm sorry, what? Did he just have like a Tupperware container full of scrambled eggs and ketchup? Yes, he did. That's horrible. Yep. Why are people like this? No one should eat on a bus. Public transit is so wild. It is sacred. That's maybe the best thing about having to wear masks on buses these days is that people can't eat and I can't smell their disgusting food. Okay. I'm sorry, but I'm never going on public transit again without a mask. I feel like we've had this conversation Mm -hmm. recently, but never again. It's insane. We're in a box with other people's breath and you want me to get all up in that? No. I'm not just raw dogging these fuckers. (sighs) Raw nostriling? Yeah, thank you. That's exactly what I meant. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, My second... Yeah, so no. Ketchup on eggs to me, horrible. Sophie and I had a full conversation. She does put ketchup on eggs, and I had to pull up an article, and she was, like, shocked that people find it gross. I mean, I get why it's gross. I think I'm about 50-50, probably. That's fine. My other question is, how do you ketchup? Like, if you're going to ketchup an egg, is it, like, covered, or is it, like, a dipping sauce on the side? Um, okay. Well, when it's bacon and eggers on Monday, mm. I like when there's the sauce, and then I, like, spread out my toast, and then put the fried egg on top, and let the yolk run onto it. And then cut it up that way. But mm. otherwise, I'm mostly about the dipping for the ketchup. It's like when people are like, do you put your ketchup on top of your fries or do you put it on a pile on the side? Why would anyone put it on top of your fries? You have no control over the quantity. You have no control over how long it's going to sit there. Your fries are going to get soggy and are going to be overdressed. It's insane. It's insane. But this question still remains. And I daily see people just pour ketchup on their fries. Animals. Yep. It's like, again... You're just not getting a consistent product. Do people just not care? Oh, so upsetting. Yep. What would you say the number one thing that you use your ketchup for? Uh, fries. Yeah. Uh, I also like a ketchup on a macaroni. I was just going to say, I feel like it's pretty sacrilege, but like some Annie's white cheddar mac and cheese yeah. with ketchup. Ooh, that's real good. Yeah, I'm not talking like about, I was going to say that I wasn't talking about like a fancy ketchup. I mean, a fancy mac, mac and, cheese. and cheese with ketchup, but like... No, even then, it's still really good. It's still good. You do need something, the acidity in that, to like cut through it sometimes, the and cheesiness. The sweetness. Yeah. Like gorgonzola mac mm, and cheese. Oh, gorgy mac with some ketchup. The sweetness, and then the salty, and then the funky. Mm. Mm, that is... Honestly, gorgy mac is so good, I don't know why anyone would ever get rid of that. Don't get me started. Ketchup on pizza. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It came up in my research. Someone was talking about people putting ketchup on pizza. No, that's disgusting. The only sauce I would put on pizza is if there's one that's specifically designed for it because it's a fancy pizza or if I'm eating really, really trashy like Domino's pizza. And this is very rare. I don't do it all the time, but occasionally I'll have some ranch with my crust. See, I the idea of plain ketchup and a pizza is horrifying. Yeah. But I would make 
a fancy sauce cachonese situation and dip like a shitty cheese pizza into that. No questions asked. I always want to dip. For like a Domino's cheese pizza crust? Yes. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. It's just never something I'd think to do or like actively seek out. I'd prefer more like that cheesy jalapeno, like garlic Mm. sauce or whatever they serve. Yes, true. That's really good. I love a dip. Okay, what else do I put ketchup on? Uh I don't know. Oh, if I make a meatloaf, I do like a ketchup barbecue, like onion, apple saucy thing. But again, that's not like... It's not pure ketchup. But maybe we should go back to these fancy ketchups. Oh, you're the fish, the, the anchovy fishy ketchups of the 1700s. I mean, people died for it, so we should, yes. Snack sauce. Pour out a snack sauce. Pour out a snack sauce. Six lives lost. Genuinely the worst way I can imagine going. Like, I mean, I guess at least you would go unconscious first. But how long would it take for you to get unconscious? I mean, it sounds like pretty hecking fast. Because, like, they all jumped yeah, in and then, like... Also nice that they all tried to help. That was cute. Oh, but I also, should... like, put on your mask before you put uh, you the know, mask help. on someone yep. else. Oh. <sighs> or, again, harness. Why was nobody attached to a rope? Why are the floors slippery enough for a ladder to plunge a woman to her death? Ugh. Oh, rip. And this man's just out here, still instilling confidence <laughs> in his customers. Writing blurbs on his own website, clearly. They don't even have their own website. It was like a weird, like a trade paper, but Ew. I, don't I don't know. No, he's just writing this up and he's sending it in like, yes, everyone has a lot of confidence now because of this man. Yep. Me. Me. Oh, gosh. Well, wild. Yes. Hmm. That's all I got. I was thinking about originally doing an explosion and trying to, like, steal your thunder How but dare. then i've came across this and i it's a drowning i couldn't resist it is still flood related <laughs> exactly uh if we really use loosely use that their lungs were flooded with snack sauce oh god so dark it's dark yeah Ugh. this is again just like one of those things is like we really don't or maybe i don't i think you know ugh. This is not in the podcast, but just one of the things that I often get sidetracked in is like, we all have these very specific views on how we see like the world. Like I always assume that people in ancient Roman times couldn't read or like anyone mm. before that, which is weird. Cause I like literally have read all, like texts that they've written. And I have this like view that like people in factories don't exist anymore. Yep. But like they do exist and it's a very brutal job and very dangerous and, and almost worse now because they have to keep up with what machines are doing simultaneously. Mm -hmm. So scary. Mm -hmm. And we're just out here profiting off of the backbreaking labor of these, you know, factory workers. Rip. Yeah. Thank you for producing our snack sauce. Thank you. Not you. Them. Oh, you're saying thank you too. (laughs) Oh my God. What do you want about Rika? You haven't made it yet. Come on now. (laughs) I did say that in the way of, like, when a server tells you to enjoy your meal, you say you too. (laughs) So bad. So good. I've said thank you so many times to a server in the last week. I'm over it. I'm exhausted. Ugh, we can never go out to eat again for, like, another 
Week. Four days. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. Thank you so much for listening to Pantry Staples, everybody. We'll talk to you soon for our last episode of this season, I believe. It's not. We actually have two more. I miscounted the first oh time. Oh my fucking God. You keep threatening me with not having to do another one. and then You've I only got to do one more. I have to do, We both have to do one more. Oh, <sighs> tragedy. Fine. I'll find another <laughs> explosion of some sort. I'm. You know what the good thing is and the bad thing? Mm. Is that I'm sure that something food related has exploded recently. So there's more to discuss. Absolutely. Absolutely indeed. All right, well, we love you. Goodbye. Wait, follow us on Instagram, Pantry Staples Pod. Tell your friends, tell your foes. Write, review, subscribe on all of the things, because you can do that. And uh, we'll talk to you in a little bit. Send us a nice DM, maybe. That'd be cute. Yeah. Okay, bye, guys. Bye.